Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, Nikki C, and welcome to another episode of Life Got in the Way, a podcast that is dedicated to growing, learning, and achieving our lifelong goal. Today's special guest is singer, songwriter, model, and digital content creator, Lauren Lowe, also known by her stage name as Sweet and Lowe. She would always put on a show as a child, dancing around, singing, and demanding an audience. When she was in the fourth grade, she auditioned for the Voices of Praise Gospel Choir. After telling the world, if I can't be a soprano, then I don't want to sing. Fast forward a few more years, Lo continued to pursue classical music theater, where she sang and also mastered the art of acapella arrangements and vocal music theory. In 2008, she sang for Disney World's Epcot Christmas Celebration in various languages. It wasn't until she graduated college that she began pursuing modeling and fashion. She landed a televised modeling opportunity on ABC News' Windy City Live, her first year in the modeling world. Lauren is also an indie recording artist and released her first R&B single, Half Crazy, in 2019. She sung with Layla Frankel, one of Chicago's jazz and bluegrass artists. She's also open for Jagged Edge and Avery Sunshine, singing support vocal and second lead. She now has a multifaceted empire, sweet and low. She writes, sings, acts, promotes, and more sweet stuff as well. Y'all ready to learn more about Lauren Lowe? All right, let's go. Special guest is singer, songwriter, model, digital content creator, Lauren Lowe, also known as Sweet and Lowe, also known as Lowe. Lowe, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. All right. Thank you for, for having us and being a part of the show. We greatly appreciate it. So let's begin. Okay. So, you know, this podcast is all about how life got in the way, um, sometimes of achieving our goals or we take different routes. And um, based on, you know, getting to see a bit of your background, you've had a lot of different avenues and different paths that you went down. So we would love to kind of learn a bit, a bit about you and if there were times in your life where things were put on hold or you went and started something new or went in a different direction. So this is a great opportunity for us to learn a little bit about you. So before we get too deep, we would love for you to tell us a little bit about your background and where you grew up. So I am born and raised in Chicago. Um, so yes, Midwest love all the way through and through. Um, other than just being a native Chicagoan, um, I've always been heavily involved in the arts. Um, music started very early for me, but it actually was preceded by some other things. So I started out in dance, um, and then I started to take the stage, um, with musical theater, 
very, very young. I'd have to say probably first or second grade um, as far as like the theater was concerned. Um, But dancing started at the age of three. So I was actually in tap and ballet and jazz classes classes as well. Um, And then came fourth grade. And I said, I sing everything. And then my mom, my grandmother, and all my family members are like, she does. (laughs) And so then next thing you know, I said, well, I want to be a soprano. Not I want to be a choir in the choir or a singer. I want to be a soprano. Um, And from there, (laughs) I'm like, okay. They're like, you know, you can audition as early as fourth grade. Um, And I was like, okay, I have to go to this audition. Um, And I was like, but if I'm not a soprano, I'm not singing. Like I, I said that out, wow. out, like I was just so determined. That's the uh, Capricorn in me. And oh, uh, Capricorns! Yes, uh, January eighth. Um, okay, I'm a December Capricorn. December thirty first. Oh, the thirty first. Yes. My best friend, mm-hmm. she's the twenty sixth. So we get that. All right. Yes. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much where everything started. That's where you know the development or I should say further development of my very charismatic self, you know, began to say, wow, I belong here. And I'm not just like a witty kid. Um, And then I noticed that, you know, I actually had talent um, and it wasn't just like learned stuff. So that's pretty much like the root of all this creative juice that I've been bringing to the world the last couple of years or almost close to a decade now. Um, but yeah, okay. that's where it all started. Okay, that's a good start, starting young. Um, yes. So you mentioned you uh, you like to sing all types of songs. What were what were some of your musical inspirations uh, that you had so, growing up? So my parents are very much old school, as well as my grandparents. They were very old school as well. And when I say old school. We know what old school is. Sometimes people say certain things. Yes. I'm like, that is not old school. Old school is That was Patti like 1985. LaBelle. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's 19, that was like, that was the 80s. Old school. Yeah. Was a little bit before that. A little bit, yeah, early, little before that. <laughs> so, Lady um, Marmalade days. <laughs> Lady Marmalade. Oh, yes. Um, Shaka Khan. Um, mm-hmm. Patti LaBelle especially. I absolutely adore her. Um, she's my mother's absolute favorite. I've gone to book signings with her, waited in lines for hours like as a kid. Um, I've met her a few times. Um, I saw Diana Ross in, in concert um, oh, wow. right after college. Um, I mean, you name it, Luther Vandross, absolutely adore him. Um, mm-hmm. Gone to so That's one of those things I wish I could have seen <laughs> was Luther. Oh, I was God, a little younger, yes. but if I could have seen him live, oh my gosh, yes. that would have been my bucket list. My thing with Luther was when Beyonce did the duet with him, the closer I get to you, that one. Oh, God, yes. I just wished yes. that was me completely. <laughs> um, so I lived vicariously through her because she was there in the spotlight already, and I love her as well. So I'd say old school was definitely my initial um, inspiration. My grandmother, her favorite was Barry White. Oh, I love some Barry White. Oh, okay. yes. yes. Just that voice, that voice yes. alone. And I was like, it's it's like a hypnotic. Like I've seen women just, I don't know who that was. Uh, I forget the name of the artist, but she was singing along with him. Uh-huh. It wasn't even her song, but she was just really feeling it. And 
He was just like, yeah. <laughs> and she was just, she was gone. And I was like, you could just tell she was mesmerized by him in this song. And she couldn't even hit some of those notes, but she couldn't stop her. But uh, yeah, so he had that voice, that sound. It was just, it's different, intoxicating. So I definitely understand anybody who um, fell in love with uh, his music and his, uh, his vocal background is just amazing exactly he's got one of those voices where it's literally like once in a lifetime I haven't heard anyone who sings like him but has even the voice that like triggers you right away when you're like oh my god that's Barry White Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and it's that was so unique for for artists of that time like Mm -hmm. no one sings like Patty nobody sings like Whitney, people can imitate, but there was only one Whitney. There was only one Luther, you know, Absolutely. that was, that was even, if you want to go really go gospel, there was only one Mahalia. Yes. <laughs> no one can sing like Mahalia Jackson. Jackson. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So these are just all of these different artists. They're so powerful and inspiring in, in, in the way that we, you know, how they were just staples in our, in our growing up. And in our in our in our past, um, what would if you could do like a musical feature with any artist, what would you who would you have wanted to do it with and why? Hmm. There are so many who have come and gone. Um, But Michael Jackson was the one where when he left I cried yes. like I bawled Girl. my eyes out because I just mm. felt like he was so much more than just an artist. He was he was just a he was a piece of art. Let's start there. Um, and the right? way that he would lose himself in his music and in his performance, I admired that so. And I just felt like, oh, my gosh, if we could have done a collaboration before he left this place, I was like, that would have literally made my life. Um, And every time I hear a Michael song, especially his remake of um, Butterflies, that's my absolute favorite. Yes, I love when he heard that song uh, that uh, that uh, Flo Tree had wrote, and he was like, "I, I want that. I want. Yes. I want to sing us. I want y'all to write me a song." Yes. <laughs> they were like, "That's that's a lot." That's, okay, you want to sing it? Okay, go ahead. And who says um, no, Michael? But, <laughs> right? He's he's from my. That's 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 the home. That's the hometown hero right there. That's the one that came from my hometown. Every, it was weird. I think I was riding a train one day and they, you know, they show your card and he was like, you know, Michael? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike, no. <laughs> don't know Michael, but yeah, he's from my hometown. A little, a little bit older than me, just a little bit. Um, I know I, I'm not that old, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. it was just, he's such an amazing talent. And just to, to even be a fly on the wall while he was just in a recording session. I, I don't know if you got to see when, um, his sister Janet Jackson did her documentary mm-hmm. and um, she, they were in the studio and they were, I think they were recording something. I remember maybe they were recording the vocals for uh-huh. something and he went in and he laid his track and she is just looking like, she was looked like she was in awe of how he could just go in there and do it like it was effortless and then come out and it was just a hit. 
Yes. She was like, he was like, okay, we're gonna write this, we're gonna write this. And then he go in there and just kill it. And then she's like, gotta do take and take. It got one at one point, I think uh Jimmy Jan Terry Lewis, she got mad at them and she storms off. <laughs> I was like, would Michael do that? <laughs> Michael might, but Michael might get mad at if, if somebody else doesn't do it right. He always had those looks so tough. He just yeah. be looking in the background like Man, don't don't sleep on Michael. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Michael was he was into the creative side of things just as much as the logistics of it. Like he had high expectations, and I think as Capricorns we can relate to that very you know yes. simply, yes, definitely, <laughs> but also very directly. And I'm yes. like, yes, I love how like critical he was. He's like, no, I got to get it right, and even down to mm-hmm. the Jackson Five movie. Like, he came from Joe Jackson. Like, how do you yes. not have a little sprinkle of that peppery mentality that his dad had to become something so amazing, um, in addition mm-hmm. to just his talent? So I, I can only imagine what it was like, you know, putting together those projects and tours and different, like, entrances oh, yeah. with Michael. It just would have been glorious. I I don't know if you ever saw the TikTok. It was like a little clip or um, one of those little like YouTube shorts. Mm -hmm. And they told him to um, talk about touring. And he's like, I hate touring. I hate (laughs) it. And so I really, I really don't like it. And so they were like, come on, just be positive. Just just do it. He was like, okay, I'll do it. All right, you rolling? All right, here we go. I love to tour. <laughs> and everybody starts cracking up. He was like, what? Y'all messed up. He was like, I'm really going to get into it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, you just said that. And he said it with a straight face. It was so funny. And you have to have to get a chance to see that clip. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to look it up. He was like, he was like I love to work. <laughs> That's the way he said it. He said it with that deadpan face on his. I really I was it. like. <laughs> yeah, he pretty much did. That was hilarious. Oh, my gosh. So, you know. Um, just that industry is so hectic and there's so many different avenues, um, you can go down and so many different, uh, ways you can be, I guess, like kind of affected by it. What was the most challenging thing that you had to face in your journey to becoming like a musical artist? Hmm. It's almost like, which one do I pick? Um... (laughs) I'll do so this. many, huh? I'll pick I'll pick a couple of different um experience that experiences that I've had along the way at somewhat different um even age groups, I'll say age groups. So um at my youngest age, um I was involved in all the plays and I sang and you know, I was in all the choir performances, was getting solos and getting, you know, parts, but it came down to um, this one play. We were doing Grease. And I think I was in seventh My favorite. Grade. Yes, absolutely love Grease. And I was going for Sandy. And I oh, said. Oh, girl, go ahead. I was like, well, I did Annie. I was Annie in the Annie play. I was like, so mm-hmm. if I did Annie, I can do anything. And I was like, of course, this is that transitional period, though, Um in middle school and you know junior high where things are changing your body is changing Mm -hmm. your voice is changing your 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 facial structure even your vocal pitch is changing um and at this point in time I was greeted 
by <laughs> the industry's comparison um, features. I'll call it that, a comparison feature, um, mm. where they're looking at the level of talent, but they may typecast you based on a body type. They might typecast you based on your vocal range. They might, you know, chop you because of those things as well. Um, and in this case, the talent was there, the ability was there, the dedication, all the things that count, the voice was there, the, the memory capability was there. But I was told at this point that I was not, um, I wasn't, hmm, I don't remember the vernacular used, but for lack of better terms, like I wasn't like, I wasn't sassy enough. So, you know, mm. in in my culture. Olivia sure Newton-John was sassy. Anyway. That's why I said I was like <laughs> Olivia Newton-John in like before she became the But they said the she Greece. wasn't sassy enough, you know, because the way right. her background in singing. Like what? And so I was just like, well, it's not this. And then it was like, oh, you know, it wasn't a, okay, mind you. This is just a backstory. I went to Catholic school. So Girl, being me too. told I that know. I was not sassy, I'm like, <laughs> right. what do you want me to do? I'm literally Sandy, but like the black girl version. Like, what are we doing? So, yes. And I'm in a Catholic school. How <laughs> sassy school. can I get? I'm in seventh grade. <laughs> what do you want me to do? So <laughs> long story short, someone else ended up um, getting that position um, in the play. And she was, mind you, seventh grade. I wasn't as curvaceous as I am now, but I was definitely starting to, to develop curves in what they call all the right places. This person, however, was very slender um, in comparison to um, the original Sandy, um, and she was sassier. So she fit more of the leather jacket Sandy, which they were trying to portray heavily. Um, mm. So that was my mm. first stop at almost like, so I was great, but just not good enough for this role. And I had, like, I took it pretty hard. Um, so that was seventh grade. Um, high school. I got some classical training. Um, I studied. I, I took an AP music theory class because I was destined to succeed with no um, lack of skill. Um, I had played the piano previously, so I was familiar, but I wanted to make sure that I could compete because at that point I was like, well, if I've got the talent and I know how to be sassy now and all these right. other things, there shouldn't be anything. I can play instruments. Me. Right. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing can stop me. I can I'm dance. Like, you can do this. <laughs> so this, um, so high school was very similar to, to, to grammar school um, in terms of obviously multiple talented people. But in high school, it was a different demographic that I was a part of. Still a Catholic school, but the demographics were exactly flipped from my um, my grammar school. Um, so I had a different type of competition that I ran into there. Um, so when I sang, it was very soulful, very enticing, engaging. People always told me, oh, I get chills when you sing. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, that's so nice of you to say. Like, right, I'm glad that makes you sweet. feel that way. But then <laughs> it'd be like this other person and here comes that comparison theory again with this industry mm -hmm. where like she always seemed to get into different roles with that 
And again, um, this is also why this leads into like my body positivity and things of that sort, because this industry has not been kind um, in that way to a lot of people. Um, So I was denied a position as an assistant director um, at my high school. And I asked why this time I said, well, if I know how to play, I know how to sight read, I sing I'm a soprano one as well, and I can also sing harmonies very well. Like, I've been in all the plays. I've done all this stuff. Why am I not the assistant director? And why can't I be a co-director like you guys did a couple years ago? She just, so my director at the time just told me, some things just aren't for you. Oh, wow. Mic drop. Mm. So that following year, so that was junior year, um, I had to go that whole next senior year kind of like, in this mindset where I'm just like, Oh my gosh, it seems like every time I get to like that last little like height of that level. So grammar school and then now high school, it's like something is like pushing back, like saying like, Oh, you're not good enough. Um, in college, um, is where I gained my footing. Um, I found a group in college that was awesome. And long story short, um, I was asked to sing, um, a song by Etta James, and it was to welcome Aww. the new, I forget what his title was at the university. Um, I went to the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Um, I so wanted to Big go Ten. there. Yes. Oh, my God. I did go to a Big Ten, too. I went to Purdue. Okay. We were your rivals, but, you know, <laughs> it's okay. Yes. Purdue was not worse than Michigan. Michigan, we still Oh, yeah, that's everybody's worse. So, no, no, nothing's worse than everybody no. hates Michigan. So, Purdue, so, you Shout still out to get... all those sad people that went to Michigan. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, seriously. You guys are yeah. still probably weeping. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so <laughs> this new um, – like I said, I don't remember he was a if he was the president or what, but it was like one of the top executives for the university, and we were welcoming him. And I was asked to do a surprise welcome um, performance out of the eighty people who were in my choir. And oh, okay, I was so nervous because for the first time in a long time, I felt like someone believed in me. And my director and mentor at that time, like, I still remember the things that she spoke to me about and encouraged me to do. Um, And I sang my heart out. And ever since then, that's been my soul song. When I feel down, I sing that song. When I feel up, I sing that song. I even did an Etta James, um, um, like, show. I collaborated with uh, two other young ladies who are singers here in Chicago and uh, we did a big, you know, huge day, uh, debut live concert um, honoring her. And it was just awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. So can we, can we hear a little? Just, just Etta a James? Bit? Sure. Yeah, just a little um, bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> so so this is your one favorite. of my favorite ones. <laughs> so, of course, there's At Last. Everyone knows that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll sing the other one. Uh. Let's let me see how I start this one again. Let's see. Uh, I heard church bells ringing. I heard a choir singing. I saw 
could do was cry. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that is a that's um, one of the good ones. Oh my god. No one can sing it like well, you did really great, but just the, those lyrics and that that passion behind her, you felt all her hurt. You that is a lady, you felt the hurt. <laughs> when did, she sang them so you felt all the heartache. You wanna yeah. feel heartbreak? Put on Etta James. You wanna Literally. feel good about love? Put on Etta James. <laughs> I was gonna say, and it's crazy because like I just got my hair done today, but I literally have like kind of taken on this modern day Etta James, Betty Boop look, like with my short hair. And the fact that I love to sing jazz and R&B and like soulful music, I'm like, mm-hmm. am I like the modern day her? Because I'm always feeling a lot of emotion and I'm feeling like yeah. I'm going to start writing about it soon. I'm like, girl, so. get, do that. Do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But, um, so, um, that's how we connected with you. The producer of the show um, came across you on TikTok. And he was in the room and he sent me a message. It's like, oh, you got to go into this room. She's singing and she'll sing. You know, you request a song, she'll sing it. I was like, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So we were both in the room just going back and forth and you playing different songs. And so I thought it was really cool how you were utilizing like your social media presence, right? Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. you're taking something that you are really good at, which is singing, and you are branding yourself and connecting with you know, a lot of people don't think about how TikTok is not just you just having fun on TikTok. It's like mm-hmm. you're connecting with people. You're giving other people a taste of who you are to the world. And then they can go and learn other things about you. Right. So I love wow. how you have branded yourself. You call yourself on um, social media. You call yourself a digital creator. What are some of the ways that you have used social media to kind of brand yourself? Ooh, OK. The social media life. Um, it's hard. I I applaud you. I look at your <laughs> numbers. I was like, she's doing something right because I I look at my little like three hundred now, and I was like, if I could just get to one more to get to three hundred, it only took yes, me five yes. years to get there. <laughs> Man, oh my goodness! So social media for me, I mean, I came up in a digital age, but you know, mm-hmm. the TikTokers they love to say that people born in the nineties are old. And I'm just like, no, we're not. Um, and we have MySpace, <laughs> So if your MySpace yeah. is not popping, you were nothing. Um, yeah. That was 2000s. when you really did your learn your HTML, right? <laughs> I was going to say, we actually gave you HTML, AKA user friendly TikTok right now. So mm-hmm. be happy. Basically. And watch you, you're welcome. <laughs> right. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so I was going to say, you know, in the MySpace days, I was all about like my little high school sweetheart. I didn't care. That was all that, you know, we put on there. Picture, a picture, literally the cute little falling stars and then whoever you were dating and what you love to do. Now Mm -hmm. for me, (laughs) social media was something that I didn't really take too serious. I was just like, I don't want to put all my information out there. But like a lot of people were like, hey, if you're going to get into this modeling industry, like you need to start putting out stuff. And I I was like, okay. Um, and like, that was actually how I ended up getting in, getting into my, yeah, into modeling. Um, okay. So someone saw a picture of me um, and then I reached back out to them at, you know, in the DM and um, she's just like, Hey, I'm looking to expand um, 
the versatility of models that I use for my small business. And she was like, can you send me just like some pictures, blah, 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 um, you know, just so I can see, you know, if you would fit into my brand. And I was just like, oh, this is a joke. And I was like, this is probably a scam. I was like, people don't just reach out to you for modeling. Like, right. This especially, works. especially on MySpace. <laughs> people, random people reaching out to you. You're like. Right. And no, I'm like, again, let me look at like, this page. <laughs> I was like, what was that? I think that might have been. It was either Facebook or Instagram that this is when she reached out to me. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, um, do I email her these pictures? Like, is this weird? Like, what if she like uses my pictures for something weird? Um, and my friend was mm-hmm. like, just do it. I dare you. So I sent her about three or four pictures. And she's like, oh, my God, you're beautiful. Like, I want to use you. Can you come for a shoot this day? Again, very nervous. Um, But I went, and it was actually a legit um, young black entrepreneur. Um, She had a vintage clothing clothing line. Um, And I ended up modeling with her for uh, quite a few years, actually. And I started to post pictures of myself. And I didn't know who the heck that was on those camera camera shots that she was getting. (laughs) I'm like, who is that, and why does she look like that? She's um, beautiful. She's like, like, what? I was like, that is not me. I was like, I've never <laughs> taken any type of professional pictures except for dance pictures. And that was when I was like 12. Um, and I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, no, this is not her. This is the Sandy version of me. Like, ew, no, I don't know. Right like now, I'm sassy. <laughs> right. I'm, I, I'm sassy. Look now. Um, I know, right? Look, <laughs> eat your heart out, seventh grade. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh, social media has pretty much just kind of like blossomed from there. Um, starting out with those pictures that I took with that vintage brand, um, that brand I believe has been dissolved since, um, they took some different routes in the world and blah, blah, blah. But that was what, um, like encouraged me to take more pictures, get out there. Um, I was signing my first agency again. They were like, well, you have a presence, you have a following. And at that time, I was like less than 10K followers on Instagram. This was just a few years ago. And I'm like, well, I still want people to be able to get me into doors that I don't even know exist. Um, and right. I kind of had to like barter my way in because they're like, well, you look like you're doing just fine on your own. Um, and then that's when I booked my first televised um, modeling gig um, a year later. Um, and I was on Windy City Live. So that was pretty cool. Um, nice. And again, that's like this digital you media. You broadcast it now. <laughs> like broadcast now crossover that I've um, mm-hmm. not really attempted. It just kind of happened for me. And so in the midst of this, I started modeling with some other brands and boutiques. And I did start to get more of what now the popularized social media talks about with this like influencer stuff. And so this was like 20, I don't know, 2015, 2016. When all this is starting to happen um, and people are like resharing my photos and stuff. Then there were online brands that were starting up. They were taking my pictures from like other vendors and using me in their photos and not giving me credit for it. And then like people were like, I saw you on this ad of this company. Like you work for them? And I'm like, no. So then I had like these claims out because I'm like, you can't just take my pictures. Like I'm actually a model. Like that's not okay. Um, So social media has been light and dark because that's happened quite a few times and probably more times than I even know because you don't see anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as TikTok, though, (laughs) TikTok got me out of my shell. I mean, granted, I've taken all kinds of like, you know, uh, 
Vogue-like pictures. I've done bridal shoots and I've done, you know, editorial makeup for various makeup artists and things like that where they, you know, experiment with colors and texture and stuff with me. Um, I've done kind of like the get ready with me's before they're even tagged get ready with me like before all of this stuff started turning into trends and I was just like oh my gosh like I've literally been doing these things and it's kind of cool but I was like then there's TikTok what the heck am I about to do with this <laughs> so no, I still haven't figured out my TikTok <laughs> if you see you like got like four quotes on there <laughs> It's, but you know what? it's crazy though because some people have thousands and thousands of followers with quotes with music behind it which is like right? I, I need to figure out how to use mine a little better or oh, get a dog <laughs> I'll shoot out I was gonna say I'll go a dog or a cat man. that you fight with apparently or, that goes or a carrot or a, a, a cockatoo you in <laughs> for you 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 become tiktok legend I'm telling with you, all, like, the any silliest of those. videos. Or if you just, like, start mm -hmm. doing, like, body rolls or dances or, like, weird dances, that works, too, So that's apparently. what we That's what the internet, we would break the internet trying to do some body rolls. On. Yes. <laughs> like, and that? I was like, Like, what is oh wrong with God. that poor child? What's she doing? <laughs> yes. But you know what? Like, TikTok has given me this different kind of space. And I think maybe, you know, you and, um, you know, the producer popped in on one of those days where I was just like, hey, you know, I don't care how many people are logged into my TikTok. Um, like, I just really want you all to know that I'm not here for clout. I'm not here for mm -hmm. just the the bragging rights. Like, I actually want to be able to talk to and get to know people, make genuine connections. Like, if you have a business, I actually might want to buy something. And if you're doing music and you say you want to collab, like actually reach out to me and I'll reach back. You know, um, if you have content, if you're trying to grow, like I'm going to like your content, I'm going to share your content. Like, you know, I really want to actually be involved with this group of followers. And I have, I think like 7,400 TikTok followers now. I started out like everybody else at zero. And then it just started to like, you know, be kind of this random pickup. And then I wasn't sure if I was going the right route with TikTok because with TikTok, I started doing like silly videos. And then mm -hmm. it was like a couple of dance videos. And I was like, can TikTok be this eclectic for me? Or should I keep it straight and narrow <laughs> like I was yeah. doing on Instagram? But like mm -hmm. Instagram has even changed. Like, Yeah, it has. You know, it has. You got Instagram lives. You It's just so many things wow. that you can do now. I, yeah. I that's one of the things that drew us into your uh, TikTok is that you had such a genuine presence because there are some people they'll get on TikTok and they won't really interact with you. They driving, they working from home and then they throw in the cash app and put some yeah. like, and what are we liking? You just sitting there. Just <laughs> it's like sitting we sit there, there watching you work. Or you're not interacting with people or you say one word here and there or you on your phone. And I'm just like, why What's are we, <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> yeah, but you had interactions and to take some time and to play someone's favorite song and sing it along with it. I thought that was dope. And I thought that yeah. you gave an authenticity that is needed, especially when we were going through like the pandemic and, and, and times where we were all in the house and being able just to connect with people around the world was so helpful and beneficial yeah. and to feel authenticity without 
all of the hoopla. And I think, and that's how you, I feel like you can build an organic following. Cause it's hard to, to give a piece of yourself, but I felt like you were giving a piece of yourself without us being all in your business. Like there's some people that tell too much on TikTok oh, yeah. and I'm like, I'm glad you open, <laughs> but I did not need to go down this road. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't yeah, I need to get off this ride. Way too deep about a lot. <laughs> Overshare overshare oh my goodness i don't know sometimes there's some weird things but there's there's something for everyone on tiktok i this is i don't even know how to explain this but (laughs) i i got caught up in a tiktok video where this guy he gets a roll of quarters and he looks at the date and based on the date is how much that quarter could be worth if you return it in and i got sucked in to this (laughs) And I'm literally, it's been 20 minutes and I'm excited about him opening up the next roll of quarters. And I'm like, and it's not just me. It's like 10,000 people in here. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. (laughs) What are we watching? But why is this so fascinating? Yeah. The craziest part about this, Nikki, is that I actually have a quarter collection. (laughs) The nerd in me just lit up when you said that there's a guy who literally is opening quarter rolls probably looking for these like yeah, prize that special quarter. um yeah. it's something yeah it's something i did with my granddad as a kid and we have like these actual books and there's like a quarter from each um state state and then they got had the one of those. different dates and stuff mm-hmm. too like yeah i have to admit i'm a very much a nerd at heart <laughs> and quarters are a thing <laughs> yes it is a thing and then and apparently it's it's like it, I'm, i don't feel i was one of ten thousand in that room that at that moment waiting for him to open the next roll of quarters and i was like i just need to find out what can i do mm-hmm, <laughs> if i figure that out i just need to take time to figure it out because people will watch because <laughs> they will watch they're into it too they they're into yes. it too so and you don't have to be ratchet. You don't have to. I mean, you can have a little ratchet. There's nothing wrong with it. But you don't yeah. have to be like, oh, tell all your stuff. you doing crazy stuff. People going to get arrested. And, and you're mm-hmm. doing prank videos. There's, there's no longer pranks. I'm like, that's not funny. <laughs> that looks yeah, dangerous. The, the pranks get serious <laughs> like, when people start to swing at you. Like, mm-hmm. you should probably stop. <laughs> yeah. If you are on the top of a moving train doing a TikTok, I don't want to see you fall off, so I'm not going to watch. Oh, <laughs> you know, they just, it, it yeah. gets to a point where they do some weird things. So I'm glad that you were able to have a balance mm-hmm. in your abilities to continue to brand yourself, but also bring in genuine followers and people who are interested in learning more about yourself because you are like, you're like a jack of all trades. I love that you are not just a singer. You're a dancer. You are, you have a body positive influencer because of the the type of modeling that you do body positive and it is just so all of these really cool things you love theater and I love theater so I am always connected to anybody who's a theater yes I'm a writer so I'm just like yes theater all of that stuff I I wouldn't want to necessarily be the one at the front but I'm the one in the back like I want to write I love just watching it come to live musicals don't get me started that was my first first love was musicals my first uh, musical I went to go see was Bye Bye Birdie and it was an all black cast when I was in high when I was in elementary school was a high school kids and I fell in love with theater 
uh, at an early age. But yeah, so you're like this uh, jack of all trades. So what type of art form or craft, since you've done all these different things, content creation, modeling, singing, what would you want to, as an art form, learn more about and tap into a little bit more? So I believe that I'm a lifetime learner. Um, I took another route since we're talking about just like the things that have intervened in, I guess you can say, my final outcome of whoever I end up being um, into education. So um, the last nine, going on nine years of my life, I've been an educator. Um, So in turn, yes, yes. Um, So I always tell my students, um, because they always yell at me once they get to know me, like for Mm -hmm. the different pieces that I am, they're like, why are you here? Why are you teaching? Like, you should be out singing. You should be out modeling. You should be out dancing. Like, they literally, like, they read me my rights every year Mm. that they get to know (laughs) me. And then the kids who graduate, they come back and they're like, why are you still here? Um, So in terms of, like, learning more about art forms, I, I told myself this year I was going to go back and start piano lessons again okay because I saw my piano teacher this past weekend she's 93 years old and it was the most memorable reconnection I've had in a while and it just like put the fire under my butt to like get back to what I truly love because I'm like she's still kicking and she's someone who started this ball rolling 20 something years ago for me by giving me what she knew and what she loved. And she played all the, the songs for the musicals I was in. She did all of the school play, um, the assemblies and things like that. She featured us. She gave us a stage. Um, and her daughter, who was the principal at that time, was the same thing. She took me to my first mainstream audition. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with American Girl, but it was a big boom Mm -hmm. in the late 90s and early 2000s. And I I auditioned and I got a role for that because of those two women in my life. And of course, my Uh parents were allowing me to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I always felt like no matter what I do, I can always learn because I'm open to learning. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, huh, I've got some space to brush up on piano. I want to... Uh, take vocal lessons again to make sure that I haven't forgotten technique, even though I've Mm -hmm. been classically trained. And if people don't know, um, the greats, the people who you hear on the radio, even the rappers, they have coaches who are helping them to ensure that their their voices are used properly, but that their breathing techniques are solid, uh, that they're not overusing their voice or overworking their vocal cords because it is truly an instrument. And I have seen it become damaged and lost um yes all you had to do is watch the last verses oh my god uh the strain like you can see when people are straining Mm -hmm. to to speak and sing and you know that they've had like a monumental voice and I'm just like oh my god it break it's literally like breaking my heart to see people like that um so like I said the 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 most important thing I want to do is get back to things um that pertain to me being the best singing artist and musical artist um, 
that I can be. Um, in terms of you spoke of writing, I also have a very um, deep passion for writing. Um, I want to continue because I've already started writing. Um, okay. I'll give a teaser. I already started writing a book. And I want to, again, make sure that all of the things that I have for that are going to equate to what I want to be my published work, my second published work. So I'm excited to do that as well. That sounds exciting. Oh, my goodness. Okay, yes. Oh, I love that you're in education because I'm in education, too. I feel like we have like this this parallel line. Yes, it's like Capricorn. Minus, and- yeah, minus the singing part. I mean, I can carry a tune, but I can't sing. But you know, That's okay. you know good music <laughs> you know. though. So the music yes, and the I do singing, know they music. still align. They yes, still align. So, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So a lot of people have dreams of working in the entertainment industry, becoming a star. In yes. your opinion, what is the most important personality trait and strength someone would need to work in your industry or just be successful with that type of work? Hmm. The biggest personality trait someone needs for the world of entertainment. I believe that they need to know what it means to be grounded. Mm. A lot of people say to me that I'm very humble. And at first I would say, but I'm very charismatic and I'm big and I'm happy when I win something or when I do something well, like it makes me feel good. But they're like, but you're not not humble. And I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? And so I chose the word grounded because in order to be grounded, you have to understand why you're doing what it is you're doing. And I sing Mm -hmm. because it brings me joy. It brings me completeness. It brings me peace. On the roughest day I'll have, I might be bawling my eyes out and I will sing through my tears to make myself feel better. It's almost better than a hug to me. It's like my prayer that's directly to God that no one else could ever say for me. And so Mm -hmm. when I say grounded, I really mean you have to know why you're doing it. If you're doing it for fame and clout, know that you're doing it for fame and clout and know that that runs out. If you're doing it because you want people to see your talent and you want people to love and like what it is you're doing, also know that those same people can be the people who tear you down in the same breath that they put your record on a top 10 or no board at all. Um, And remembering just who you are. Who you really are. Indeed. Keep maintaining a sense of self is so important. And I love that you said staying grounded. And and it's good. Like you said, you 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 celebrate your wins. Your, your, when you win awards, you can be bold, you can be ecstatic. But you you have there's a difference between confidence and ego. Absolutely. You know. Like, you know, like I think when I think of Lizzo, I think of 
confident because she knows who she is. She loves to do her thing. You can agree with it. You can disagree. Yeah, maybe she goes too far sometimes. Maybe she, but it's, it's, you know, I feel like there's a genuine her and she's just doing her and she's loving what she does. And just having that feeling. But then there's, there are people who is just ego and it's just like the ego is so big in the room that there's no room for anything else. You don't care about developing your artistry. You just, you're just about the money, about the fame. And it, there's nothing wrong with having accolades and wanting those things too. But if you're not in it for the passion, why are you doing it? And it reminded me of, um, I just watched, uh, I forget the name of the show, but uh, Samuel, it's where the uh, the actors kind of interview each other. And Samuel Jackson was interviewing Viola Davis. Oh, and yes. he talked about, you know, because for years he was, he had addiction. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that he acted. And, and he's told, he was talking about, you know, you're talking about this idea of being grounded. Everybody always talks about how nice he is. I mean, you know, he cusses and stuff like that. <laughs> and he's fun. But everybody talks about he's a real down-to-earth person. And he's very down-to-earth. He's humble. And, I mean, he's done a lot of cool things, but... Uh, when he was to fight his addiction to keep sober, stay sober, mm-hmm. he was doing acting and he's talking about the theater and how important it was. He was like, it's different from when you're just doing a scene Absolutely. here and there. When you have to act throughout the entire play or the entire performance, it's really stretching you and your craft. And he was mm-hmm. like, you know, if you, um, you really wanted to, to, to grow and to have longevity, you have to do it for the right reasons. He does it yep. because he loves acting, the craft of acting. And he doesn't go into it like, oh, how much money can I make? <laughs> I mean, if you're that's going into it with part. that, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. But just know if that's all you're trying to get out of it, then that may be all you get out of it. You know, literally. Um, yeah. So but it is just so amazing how people can just have such an impact on us like your like the women that you mentioned uh they had such a pivoting role and I'm so glad you got to it's always good when you get to see them again Mm -hmm. I I remember reconnecting with my fourth grade uh, not my fourth grade she was my eighth grade professor teacher I called professor teacher and that was the first time I wrote a short story Mm -hmm. and now you know I just you know being published and, and doing those types of things it's like Wow, you know, it's full circle because she took my book and she had did it put up their PowerPoint and she was showing she teaches fourth grade now. She was showing the fourth graders, like, oh. hey, look, this was one of my students and now they're a writer. One day oh. you could grow up and be a writer. And I was like, oh, I love this. I was like, oh my gosh. You know, and it's just so cool when you can have those full circle moments and um, you know, just being able to give back and get out. So I know like mentoring or just having those people in your life has been something special. What are ways that you like to give back in your own way to people? So, um, the art of giving back. Um, I have this joke <laughs> because I have a love-hate relationship with education. Um, and I think Don't you can. <laughs> I think we can relate. With that, without even saying too much, it's like... Right? You, we just know. We know. We just know. And I try my best to explain it to people who are not in education, and they try to live vicariously through me and understand, but it's like, you're just not getting it. Um, Go watch Abbott Elementary. 
just a taste. <laughs> I was going to say, Abbott Elementary, you all are going to laugh. But the fact that the teachers are laughing because we have lived, walked, twisted a light bulb. Seen it, all of that. Okay. Yes. So I'm like, this is real life. And I was like, and now I'm in um, high school. I, I teach 11th right now. Prayers, so, prayers. Yes. Um, please. I worked with 9th um, and 10th graders. I know. Yes, I've done pretty much every level, but I think I'm like going to coast it on out to the final wave here because, yeah. Whew. Um, but I think that my dedication in that field has been a way that I give back. Um, four years ago at my same school that I mentioned to you, um, I kind of like joined forces in a way um, with their pianist. And I wanted the kids to sing something that was different than what they had been doing. Uh, They were barely singing any type of harmony. And I taught them their first three-part harmonic choral song. And they were able to give it dynamic, um, where there was like tone and they had to pay attention to me and cut off. And I was really hard on them. But I remembered what it was like being that fourth grader who wanted to be a soprano and how (laughs) my directors and you know, everyone, how they were so strict. And they were like, this is a privilege for you to be able to sing and be heard. People can walk away. They don't have to listen to you. But when people come to hear you, they want to hear something that is like well thought out, well put together. And so I take pride in anything that I create. And I try to pass that on even to my students who are not maybe musically um, talented. And I tell them like, whatever it is that I'm giving of me, is something that you can use and build higher because things are going to continue to change. And it may not be the exact same that I teach you, but whatever it is that I have, I'm giving you a seed and you need to be able to water it. You need to be able to grow it, watch it grow from it. People Mm -hmm. can feed from that. Eventually I'm planting a legacy of knowledge for you so that you understand why it's important for us not to keep everything for ourselves, but to give. Um, and that's more of my conversation with them about why I've been doing what I've been doing on top of just paychecks, because, you know, all teachers, most Well, we already know we're not in that for the money. Yeah. Um, Let me tell you, if I was in it for the money, I would not be here. I was going to say, because the dollars are not really equaling. It's not, it's not adding up. It's not adding up. The other stuff. (laughs) But, you know, we can get the calculator out on another episode mm-hmm. because right? that's a whole other genre. We may have to have another episode. You may have to come on as a co-host and we just have a real conversation about that. I would love that because I'm telling you, we could we could have a good time with, with a lot of stuff with that. Um, mm-hmm. I can guarantee Most you. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, oh, my gosh. You have been such an amazing guest. And I really enjoyed you. you. I have a little lightning round of uh, questions that I use ask like two or three. Okay. And um, all right. So let me see. What is my first one? All right. So. Drum roll, please. Okay. That's not a drum roll. Okay. Now I'm going to give it up. What three? What are three of your favorite songs? Ooh. Okay. 
Signs by Beyonce. Okay, okay. Um, Flame by Patti LaBelle. Oh, that's um, Actually, let me see. No, I take that back. I think it's called Talk About Love, but I think in parentheses it is called Flame. Don't quote me. Mm-hmm. Um, third one. Ooh, 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 ooh. This one's hard. Um, long Walk, Jill Scott. Okay, okay, okay. Love it, love it, love it. Yes. All right. Okay. If you could tell your younger self something important about the future, what would it be? I would tell my younger self to trust the process. Mm. Um, because I think I still tell my older self that a lot, <laughs> right? And sometimes that's what I tell gets my future me self. <laughs> I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna send my future self an email to open <laughs> uh, a couple weeks. Twenty thirty. Trust, trust the process. The process. <laughs> Literally. Um, but again, that's something I tell my students as well. So it's like just trust the process. Life is literally a process with no end date. No return to sender. It's just literally a go with go with the flow um, and see where it lands. So just trust it. That is true. All right. What is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, my biggest pet peeve. Oh, man. Again, this is that Capricorn in me. I'm sorry. I have a lot. Um. <laughs> I'm like, which one are we talking about? Like when guys leave, I have brothers. So like Mm. my brothers would leave Mm -hmm. like wet towels everywhere. (gasps) Same thing with grown men. They do the same. I don't understand. What is it it with the wet towel thing? Like, why is there a wet towel on the floor? Like just sitting there (laughs) waiting for me to find it. Not like you ever came back to get it. Yeah. I'll just say wet towels. Okay. Being left randomly. Sure. (laughs) Now we have to have a pet peeve episode. <laughs> I know. We just have to have an episode of all the pet peeves that are out there. Yes. <laughs> Especially the Capricorn edition. <laughs> Very much Capricorn edition. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for um, joining us. It's been a pleasure. And if listeners want to get more information about you, where can they go? So there are a couple places as Nikki has given you the information. You can always connect me on the socials. Um, it is sweet, the letter N, low, just an O. Um, notes, and don't forget the underscore. So sweet and low underscore notes um, on all of the socials. Um, you can also connect with me directly at thelaurenlow.com. That is the, uh, the brand's website. And you can also shop with me there too. Uh, so yeah, check me out, connect, join my TikTok lives, my Instagram lives, you know, and let me get to know you. I look forward to it. Awesome. <laughs> you guys you, you have a great time, especially on TikTok. She's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> so you've heard it from Lo herself. Um, just thanks again. Thank you. Thanks everyone for joining us uh, all these times. And remember to just tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. for a new episode. Remember to hit the follow button so that you won't miss any episodes. And until yes. we meet again, I'm your host, Nikki C. And remember, it's time to get back to dreaming again. If not now, then when? <laughs> <laughs>